Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. This podcast is brought to you by Kim Crawford Wines. Kim Crawford invites you to savor amazing with a chilled glass of New Zealand's finest. Named in the Wine Spectator Top 100 list four times. Every sip of Kim Crawford Sauvignon Blanc is filled with tropical fruit flavors like passion fruit and citrus to help you experience golden hour how you see fit. Visit KimCrawfordWines.com to learn more and find Kim Crawford Wine near you. Savor amazing. For those 21 and over, please savor responsibly. Constellation Imports, Rutherford, California. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly Boring Since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group, Incorporated. PNC Bank National Association, member FDIC. Hey, this is Annie. And Samantha. And welcome to Stuff Mo Never Told You, a production of iHeartRadio. For today's Monday mini episode, uh, we're going to continue talking about uh, quarantine and our new lives and realities in quarantine and especially our relationships in quarantine. Yes, it's already been interesting for sure. For sure. And we're probably going to come back and expound this into a whole episode. Um, And as we record this, this is the first time Samantha and I are recording from our new home studios. Yeah. So excuse any of the background noises and or audio. Our producer, Andrew, will be amazing and fix everything he can, I know. But sometimes nature has its own way. I live in a birdhouse, apparently. (laughs) That's what I've come to realize. So yeah, yeah, we are in our homes um, recording via Skype, and uh, we're going to see how this goes. Right. But okay, today we're talking um, about what it's like to have relationships during this weird time that we're all going through. Right, or attempting to have relationships at this exactly, time. Exactly. So, uh, oh yeah. And just a reminder, um, these are just lighter conversational Monday episodes. Nothing else is changing. Just wanted to add some things uh, that we've wanted to try. So with that being said, um, I have heard some interesting tales of people going on first dates still. Um, by They'll get in their cars and they'll order like food. They'll have they'll both have food in their cars, and then they'll crack the windows and have a conversation that way. Okay, so I've seen it where they've done FaceTime, much like how you and I are doing Skype right now, and order mm-hmm. each other's food for them, so they can say they paid for the other person and then oh, eat together. Okay. 
on Skype. And I will say, not that it has, it is a relationship, but I have currently a group of friends who we've decided we would have go-to meeting uh, app on the entire day while we're working. Oh, okay. So we can pretend like we're with each other, but not yeah. with each other. So right. I've seen that kind of same aspect for dating, which I find fascinating. Yeah, I do too. And as I briefly mentioned in our last Monday Mini, um, I have a friend who sort of just checked out Tinder to see what was going on. Um, and just FYI, I'm sure I really don't need to say this, but uh, health officials really <laughs> recommend not going on first dates right now, <laughs> and like face to face or any kind of touch. But she was just curious and looking through it. And um, I am impressed with the dedication and creativity people are showing and being socially distanced, but still continuing to date. This is like the new age of courtship, where you have to learn to know each other first before any physical contact. It could be a good thing, I guess. Potentially. Potentially. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, and as as a part of this conversation, please, listeners, write in any anything that you're doing. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. Yes. What your experiences have been. I would love to implement, like, if you feel comfortable sharing a video, not a video clip, an audio clip. Yes. Uh, and we could use it in these future Monday minis because I have really enjoyed hearing people's stories about how they're trying to have right. normal life. Also, I know people who live alone. This is one of the worst situations for them because even though this is kind of nice and I get to see your face, yeah, mm -hmm. I'm having this like stir crazy moment of like, I just want someone near me as we're drinking together and talking about whatever situation. And I right. am fortunate enough that I live uh, very, I pretty much live with a partner. We're just neighbors at the same time. So it works out. But yeah. at the same time, for most people, they don't have that. That if you own a home, I, I can't imagine. I can't imagine in the suburbia areas what's going mm -hmm. on. Yeah, and yeah, for uh, I guess <laughs> context, um, I, I live alone. So, and I'm also somebody who thrives on social interaction. So this has been a learning experience for me. I'm learning a lot about myself. I'm a great conversationalist and very stubborn. And I'm not on speaking terms with myself right now, but I'll <laughs> deal with that later. So back to the dating thing. Yes. Um, another thing we've heard uh, rumors of that there's going to be a boom from this, uh, oh, yeah. a baby boom, because people are stuck inside perhaps with their partner. And, you know, why not have sex? I think this generation, they were talking about naming it the COVID boomers. Yeah. Oh my gosh. What a way to be remembered, huh? <laughs> I mean, the Depression era kind of brought that on as well, which is why the baby boomers happened. That's been taken. Sorry, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. We're going to have to come up with our own thing. Well, I'm not involved in this at all, but whoever okay. is. <laughs> this baby town is shut. Baby town is shut down. <laughs> and then I've also heard a lot of stories of exes slipping into the DMs, like as you told me about, Samantha. Yes, I'm very proud of the fact that you understand this so well. I, I learned a lot from you. Um, I Have you had this happen? No, I don't. I can't say that too much because most of my exes are married. Ah, so because yeah. I'm at that age where mm -hmm. it, all of them either are married or divorced. None of them have heard of divorce. I don't know yet, but maybe whatever. So they're happily married. I'm going to assume I'm going to give them that benefit of doubt. So yeah, no, no one's slipping into my DMs. 
I'm not really getting slipping into my DMs, but I am getting, um, is it called deep liking? Like when all of a sudden oh, somebody like yeah. likes a ton of pictures from but years ago. I feel like that was happening to you from jump. <laughs> not to this extent. I was, <laughs> I'm kind of like, whoa. <laughs> I'm wondering if you're just noticing it now more because you're you know, actually aware of your social media and on it so much more. That's that's fair. That's a fair point. Just saying. Yeah. So with the exes, and as I was talking about the, no one's really divorced from my, when I'm, from what I understand, I wonder what's going on with the divorce rate. And as well yeah. as, are people okay? Are you guys okay? Are all the couples okay? I have heard a lot of jokes around like this is going to end in divorce or murder. Um, <laughs> and right now they're jokes, but <laughs> I, and I've heard that probably the divorce rate will go up. Uh, it's going to be interesting once, fingers crossed, we get to the other side of this, if that is the case. Um, and I was telling Samantha that I have a friend who literally the day before Atlanta like completely shut down, he and his wife decided to get divorced. And now they are quarantined together in the same house. So I can't, I can't even imagine. Right. Oh, my gosh. And, you know, there's no real end point. Like, I feel like if at least there was until this date, we could make it to this state. But there really isn't one right now. Right. So. There's no end date. No matter what you've heard, please pay attention to scientists and doctors more than anything else. So I'm going to leave that. But I find it interesting because we also talked about before in our first uh, mini episode that wasn't really a mini, was <laughs> the fact that how does this affect the women who are a part of the household in a heterosexual couple or a cis couple relationship? What is happening with childcare? What is happening as both of you, I would assume, are quarantined together if you have children? Who has taken on the brunt of the responsibility of that, as well as cleaning, as well as cooking? Like what is happening on that level? And so you wonder if this is going to impact and show a very obvious breakdown of who is responsible for the household. Absolutely. Um, yeah, that's going to be interesting too to see how that shakes out. And then something else we we touched on in our first mini episode was domestic violence because right. home is not a safe place for everybody. And asking people to just stay home is sometimes dangerous, especially in the cases of domestic abuse survivors. And on top of that, there's the threat of being kicked out being used against them um, and some fear that going to shelters might expose them to COVID-19 or expose the survivors to COVID-19 or that the shelters are closed to the assumption that they're closed so people aren't seeking help. Um, I read several articles about how uh, shelters are getting, they're, remain, they're remaining open, but they're getting less calls than ever. And they right. suspect it's because people think that they're closed. And just as a reminder, a, a typical tactic, fear tactic within abusive relationship is using whatever big crisis that is occurring and is no different for pandemics, obviously. And any type of this, especially on this level, especially if you have children, there's this whole array of, oh my God, what do I do? And I had actually spoken to an old coworker of mine um, in which my old job was to place kids away from detention centers to treatment centers. And I was asking, how are they handling that? What's happening? What's happening with the detention centers? What's happening with the shelters? And the shutdown has not affected them completely because they are essential. 
but it has downgraded greatly. And the risk for these kids, and again, with the families, or with uh, women and the children in shelters are so much higher because of the in and out, in and out, in and out consistently happening. And no one's really considering what's happening with that and how to solve and or implement good practices to prevent spreading. So it's kind of a whole level of, holy, what are we supposed to do? Absolutely. Um, And I'm concerned that it's one of those things that will be forgotten in all of this. Exactly. So. um, And we know that the, uh, hopefully, I think we tried to add this bit last time, but the fact that they're, Senate and the House are trying to come together on uh, monetary interventions, um, economic interventions. It still doesn't look lovely. Um, I feel like there's a lot of compromise that shouldn't have happened. There's a lot of political gains. And again, this is my own personal opinion, so I will leave it at that. But it is needed. It is needed greatly. And we need to talk about the fact that (laughs) trillions are in conversation and who's getting a bulk of those trillions? And is it helping women and family? Is it helping those in the LGBTQI who are often forgotten? Is it helping young children who are at risk? Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And and I mean, if you, because we are all in, well, not all of us, a lot of us are in financially uh, uncertain situations right now. Um, and if you are in an abusive relationship and you're depending on money, in some way. Like we've talked about financial abuse several times. That's another part of this conversation that we should not forget. Right. With that being said, um, we did want to talk about some tips, some lighter things. If you if you're experiencing strain in your relationship being quarantined together, I've heard inventing another person to blame things on, like, oh, Cecilia didn't do the dishes again. Ah, Cecilia. Um, I've done that and I'm alone. So <laughs> I find it a little helpful. Yeah. I feel like if I did that in my relationship, I would be pretty much blaming that person, but just giving <laughs> it a new name and just be giving them a point and look oh, like, I'm actually sure. talking about you. <laughs> like you are Cecilia. You are Cecilia now. Apologies to all Cecilias. That's just an example I've heard a lot. <laughs> um, uh, as best you can, ex- establishing your own space, especially if you're both working from home, like having, if possible, separate workspaces. I've heard is really helpful and that just makes sense to me. Um, And then I really, we got to share these New York guidelines. So New York released an actual document, sex guidelines. So... One of my favorite section reads, you are your safest sex partner. Masturbation will not spread COVID-19, especially if you wash your hands and any sex toys with soap and water for at least 20 seconds before and after. And then, and you know what? <laughs> we just talked about it recently. Not to say, because there's a lot of conversations we need to talk about with porn and all of that, because that it can be bad, it can be good. But Pornhub has jumped in saying, we're going to give free subscriptions. As well as give, us, give away masks, which I... Mm, okay. They had some masks to give to the uh, oh, emergency like medical... Face? Sp- yeah, oh, face okay. masks. That's a whole other... <laughs> there's a whole other conversation to that. As well as the fact that there's several companies who are deeply discounting their sex toys, which, yes. hey, I definitely yes. put my name on those lists. 
the New York document continues. The next safest partner is someone you live with. Having close contact, including sex with a small circle of people, <laughs> helps prevent spreading COVID-19. So keep that circle small, Samantha. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. The term circle alone makes me think so many things that I'm like, whoa, we just jumped in a whole new level. And you know what? If you are practicing this safely and staying at home and preventing a spread, go for it. Sure. Yeah. Sure, go for it. Um, but unfortunately, the uh, document concludes, outside of those two things, no sex for you. Well, as what the UK have now said, either you live with that person or you don't have a relationship. <laughs> it seems kind of harsh, but maybe, I guess it makes sense. It does. No, it does. It does make sense. These are the times we're living in now, but oh. we will get through them together. Um, well, and we sit with that as in like, we're not going to come to your circle, but like we're here for no. your audio. Yes. <laughs> Wait, yes. no. For your conversations. Oh my God. Well, that's a good place to end this Monday, <laughs> Mini. Uh, yeah, if you please, please write in or let us know how you're dealing with this, what your thoughts, observations have been on relationships during this time. You can look out for our future Monday Mini episodes. We're going to do one on quarantine body, um, work from home life and loneliness and isolation. And then, of course, any of your suggestions, please right. send those in. Uh, just want to shout out to all those who are on the front lines between our uh, medical staff as well as to our people who are in the grocery stores, those people yes. who are delivering, those people who are stocking. We love you. We thank you. We see you. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. If you would like to email us, you can. Our email is at stuffmediamomstuff at iheartmedia.com. You can find us on Instagram at stuffmomnevertoldyou or on Twitter at momstuffpodcast. Thanks as always to our super producer, Andrew Howard, producing from afar. I know I don't see you, but I know you're there. <laughs> we know you're there. And thanks to you for listening. Stuff Mom Never Told You is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, check out the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. This podcast is brought to you by Kim Crawford Wines. Kim Crawford invites you to savor amazing with a chilled glass of New Zealand's finest. Named in the Wine Spectator Top 100 list four times. Every sip of Kim Crawford Sauvignon Blanc is filled with tropical fruit flavors like passion fruit and citrus to help you experience golden hour how you see fit. Visit KimCrawfordWines.com to learn more and find Kim Crawford Wine near you. Savor amazing. For those 21 and over, please savor responsibly. Constellation Imports, Rutherford, California. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly boring since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group Incorporated. PNC Bank, a national association, member FDIC. The state of Tennessee is one of the few places where the sounds are just as breathtaking as the sights. Whether that's live music at a historic music venue, the crack of an open fire at a campsite in the wilderness, or hearing kids laughing as they explore what's right around the bend, Tennessee just sounds perfect. Start planning your trip at tnvacation.com. Tennessee.
Sounds perfect.